and uh, I hate these weeks as a wrestling fan, dude. I, I, I really do. It's hard enough when we lose one, but to lose two is just, it's like soul crushing. Okay, can I tell the real story that happened when we, cl- when we crossed Canal Street in New Orleans? No, no. Leave it alone. See, there's Scott's story, and then there's the truth that I'm about to drop. Leave it alone. <laughs> Move on. Bray! <laughs> so, I do okay, want- I might have had a few drinks in me. It is New Orleans. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJ Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 396 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. I'll be honest with you guys right off the bat. This show's going to be completely different. It's not going to be the same. We just got the news about Bray Wyatt. Everybody knows by now the news that broke later or earlier today. And um, it's just going to be a different type of show. So if you guys were expecting Crows and KBWs and... It's a sad day for all... And honestly, not just today. It's a sad week for wrestling fans. I don't even know. And I've been talking to people over the... We, like, we literally just found out about Bray within the last three hours. And I know a lot of wrestling fans were still in mourning over Terry Funk. And then the news broke. Here we are, what, 6 o'clock Thursday night, Jeff, Pacific time. Just found out about three hours ago that Bray Wyatt had passed. And I'm talking to people, and I just, I, I still haven't processed it. Like, it doesn't, it really doesn't seem real. Right? I, the guy's 36 years old. We're starting to read stories that, you know, his health is improving. He's going to be coming back. They're figuring him into storylines. You know, if you believe what the dirt sheets say, you're starting to look forward to what's on the horizon for Bray because there's so much untapped potential with all of the different characters. And, you know, his future in wrestling was sky's the limit. You know, there, there was so much left, so many more stories for him to tell with any and all characters that he wanted to portray. And man, 36, so young. And Terry Funk, legend. And losing both of them back-to-back days, it's just, guy, how do you process that? You know, it's still just, it does not seem real. I'm just, I'm crushed. I'm so sad for their families. And, oh, God, it's just, it's tough to be a wrestling fan right now, dude. It's a shitty week. Yeah, it's a rough week. Um, I'll just get this out of the way. You guys know where to get our shirts. You guys know where to find us. You guys are listening to us now. And that's where you can find us. Uh, you know where to f- email us, fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. As I said, today's show is going to just be a completely different format. There is really no structure. As Scott's already mentioned, the world stopped at 3 o'clock today. Time froze. You just you couldn't process what was going on. And, you know, you sent that text over, Scott, and I I said, there's no way. And I yeah. immediately jumped on Twitter or sorry. <clears throat> I jumped on the Twitter X, I should say. Yeah. And yeah, get it right. Yeah. The Twitter X, I jumped on that and read Triple H's tweet and you just can't fathom this. I mean, it's, 
it's Bray Wyatt. That's not supposed to happen. He's 36 years old. You know, it, you just can't get over it. So anyways, God, I don't, I don't even want to think about doing who did it better or anything like that because today just doesn't feel like the day to do who did it better. We'll talk about their figures later on in the show. I, I think that's the best way for a wrestling figure podcast to pay tribute. Talk about some of their best figures that have come out. We don't need to play who did it better, of course. You know, we played it last week. Um, one thing, though, is we did have the the fortune of meeting Bray Wyatt in New Orleans back in 2014. And we've told this story here on the show before as we were leaving a restaurant. And you and I were kind of leading. We were there with, I don't know, six other people, however many there were. And you and I were kind of in front of the pack. And we go to cross the street. And you and I both look up and Bray is walking towards us in the crosswalk. And you and I both just stopped. Like, oh, dude, that's like, there was no mistaking who it was. He had a beanie cap on. He had his full beard going, the tats, everything. There was no mistaking who it was. And you and I like backpedaled in the crosswalk. We hit the corner and we're both like, Bray, could we take a quick picture with you? And look, he could have been like, no, guys, I'm on my way to something and just told us the F off, you know, but a, a total sweetheart took a selfie with us a couple blocks off of Bourbon Street. And I'll never forget it, Jeff. I had the pleasure of telling Bray. I was so happy he was able to be at WrestleMania 30 going against John Cena. And I will forever say John Cena didn't need the win at that WrestleMania. Bray needed that win at WrestleMania and unfortunately didn't get it. But I will say Bray had, if not a top three entrance, because it's arguable at least, at the very least, a top five entrance at WrestleMania 30 with his band playing his song. And the crowd was into it. It was an incredible moment. But we got to tell Bray how happy we were that he got to showcase his talents at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. And he took time out of his doing whatever he was doing. He took like a minute with us. And to this day, I'm just so appreciative that he did. I know you feel the same way, Jeff. We met a ton of wrestlers on that trip. But that one was super memorable because Bray was literally on his way to something and he took time out of his schedule just to take a picture with a couple of marks, say hi, get some compliments and be on his way. He didn't have to do that. He could have just flipped us the bird and kept going and it would have been fine, whatever. But just a sweetheart of a guy when we met him. And as you said, Jeff, 36, just so much untapped potential. Sky's the limit on what he could have done in wrestling had he stayed healthy and on the course and they were able to actually figure out what they were going to do with him on the roster. And it's just, it's such a sad day. And God, I don't want to gloss over Terry Funk either. Like a true legend, NWA heavyweight champion, WWF tag team champion, how many hardcore championships, an ECW champion. I mean, just so decorated, a true legend, like one of Mick Foley's best friends, his mentor. And just, ugh, I hate these weeks as a wrestling fan, dude. I, I, I really do. It's hard enough when we lose one, but to lose two is just, it's like soul crushing. Okay, can I tell the real story that happened when we, cl- when we crossed Canal Street in New Orleans? No, no. Leave it alone. See, there's Scott's story, and then there's the truth that I'm about to drop. Leave it alone. <laughs> Move on. Bray! <laughs> so I do. Okay, want, I might have had a few drinks in me. It is New Orleans. So I do have to say the funny part was is everybody was dressed up as Bray Wyatt that WrestleMania 30. So when you yes. walk down Bourbon Street, it was Bray Wyatt clones just walking around. 
Yeah, think like 2014 Bray, though, which was like the slacks, the Hawaiian print shirt, kind of. Like, think like Waylon Mercy. Like, that, that's how Bray Wyatt was dressed. The hat, the cool-looking hat, like, every, like, you're right, Jeff. Bourbon Street was just littered with, with cosplay Bray Wyatt's. It was insane. It was littered with people that, if you bought Bray off Wish... Yes, <laughs> exactly. But the cool thing was, is when we were crossing Canal Street, we were walking towards and we were like, oh, another Bray Wyatt clone. Now, I don't know what you saw, Scott, but when I looked down at that left far- forearm and he had that red tattoo kind of in the bicep area, it was like a red paint. Yeah. Once I saw that and I looked up, dude, that's when our eyes met and Bray walks right between us. And then that's when Scott goes into full squat mode <laughs> hangs a hard left and yells Bryce! <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like that uh that story from uh oh god night at the roxbury Emilio. <laughs> well it was similar i was there man it was similar to that dude <laughs> but like you said it was so cool like cars were zooming past us and for those that don't know canal street is a big street on in new orleans bourbon stems off of it uh royal street stems off of it but it's a big street so cars are zooming past us 45 50 miles an hour and scott's like can we get a picture like he's yelling at bray <laughs> i wasn't yelling and, okay maybe i was i don't know oh <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like you said, it was so cool, dude. Like cars zooming past us 45, 50 miles an hour. And he was there with his ex-wife and he was taking yeah. pictures with us, you know, and it's still my Facebook cover photo. I have never changed it since that night. And still to this day is still one of my favorite photos of us with a wrestler because it was just so organic how it happened. It was so memorable. That's the best way I can put it. And like you said, he spent a minute with us and that one minute just meant the world to us. It made me a a lifelong fan of Bray. Like him as the fiend, him as the Bray Wyatt cult leader character. Like I loved all of it, dude. Everything that he's done, I've been a fan. Well, not burnt fiend. That was, we talked about that figure a couple weeks ago. Not a big fan of that one. But anyway, (laughs) a big, big fan of Bray Wyatt. And it was really like, I was a fan before WrestleMania 30, but that one minute he took with us, dude in new Orleans made me a fan forever. Like I just, I appreciated the hell out of the time he took with us. And cause he, like I said, he didn't have to do that, but he did. And I don't know if listeners have other stories about meeting Bray, but everything I've heard about fans meeting Bray is that he was so genuine, so great. And it, this, this just sucks, dude. It, it really sucks. It's a big gut punch. It is. It is not fair to us as wrestling fans to have to process grief like this twice in a week. Yeah. You know, and again, our our thoughts, our love, everything goes out to the families involved. You know, Bray left behind kids, a fiance. That's just, it's, it's sad. I, I don't even know any other words for it. It's just sad. It's soul crushing. You know, and we're just fans grieving. We're not part of their family. You know, so again, sending a ton of love to them. But gosh, man, just looking at it from my point of view as a wrestling fan, I'm feeling for all of the listeners right now that are going through it. I've been reading a bunch of social media posts on Facebook today. And, you know, everybody has the same sentiment. You know, Bray, it just seems like he was universally loved. And this this is hurting a lot of people. So I'm sending love out to you guys as well. So why don't we just get into the news? We'll just get this out of the way. Uh, Steve Ozer wasn't on the message board, so the Crows won't be on today. Are you sure he didn't just change his profile picture again? No, he didn't. He didn't. Okay. Uh, But the Crows are away. I told them 
you know, no show today for them. So they're going to stay away. Good. Good. You put the spikes on the roof. Oh, I just told them to stay away or I get the, I get the ax. Oh, I see. And gotcha. then, and then I get the smasher, the demolition, <laughs> walking, the disa- walking disasters, you know, pain and destruction. Thank you, Jim Johnstone. That is our middle name. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Foco. They showed off their Gorilla Monsoon Foco. I put Funko. I had Funko on the mind. I knew what you meant. Thank you very much, man. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon is in wrestler look. He's in trunks and he's got that snarl. He's got that gorilla look from his wrestler days. So if you want the Gorilla Monsoon bobblehead, head on over to Foco. I like it. But, which you knew there was a but coming, right? Oh, I knew. Here's what I'm thinking for a future Gorilla Monsoon release. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes, please do. You have Gorilla. Uh-huh. You have Bobby. Uh-huh. And you have a primetime desk. Oh! Get out of my head. Did you just orgasm? <laughs> you you read my mind, dude. But here's here's where I'm drawing that inspiration from. Do you remember that Giants bobblehead that was Crook and Kipe? And it had a talking button on it. Oh, so that's it right. So it uttered like the catchphrases. Yeah. Grab some pie That's what I'm thinking. Yes. I'm thinking Gorilla and Bobby, primetime wrestling desk, a button on the front that you can press, and you get Gorilla quotes, Bobby Heenan quotes. Let me tell you, the buy now button or the add to cart button, it's going to be smashed so quick if Foco ever releases that bobble headset. Like a smash burger, huh? Like a smash burger, which, by the way, I did smash burgers the other night on the Blackstone. How'd they turn out? I think they turned out okay. Um, I'm going to be trying out a different seasoning with them next time, but I did the Oklahoma-style smash burger, which is where you smash onions into it. Like, basically, you stack the onions on top of the the meatball on the Blackstone, and then you smash it all together. Uh, Number one, going to add more onions next time. Number two, going to try a different seasoning. So I'll let you know how the next batch turns out, but that one came out pretty good. Okay. So Oklahoma smash. Let me look it up on urban dictionary. Cause there was an, there was a San Jose oh chili dog. <laughs> what? What? Is that anything like a Cleveland steamer? No, uh, you don't want to know what a San Jose chili dog. I was quite, uh, I was quite, uh, disgusted and laughing hysterically. <laughs> disgusted and laughing all at the same time. I was laughing and gagging, folks. That's what was happening. Okay, so there's no Oklahoma smash, but there's Oklahoma Sasquatch. Uh-oh. Uh. Is it family friendly? <laughs> Not really, but it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'll allow it. Go ahead. Oklahoma Sasquatch. When you and your spouse are or significant other dress up as Sasquatch and have intercourse in the Dollar General parking lot. Why um, in the Dollar General parking lot? Like, uh, what? Um, <laughs> why? Why? It's so specific. I know. Why the Dollar General? Yeah, <laughs> it can't be the 99 cent store. Like, uh, dude, it, that's what I... <laughs> Dollar Tree? It, it's got to be Dollar General? Dollar General. I, okay, I have more questions than I do anything else. I do too. That's bizarre. And where do I find a Sasquatch suit? I know. <laughs> All right. Are there zippers? Let's, let's ask the, the important questions. Collectibles. They showed off the Al Snow Extreme figure. He does come with heads. So this will be 
the extreme line that Rush Collectibles is doing. It's different from his retro style figures. It will be more in the style of the ECW figures from back in the day. Nice. Untapped market, I might add. So look for that and Rush Collectibles on Instagram. Okay, now we can talk about Funko. GameStop Hall of Fame exclusive Ultimate Warrior Funko. He will come with an Ultimate Warrior Hall of Fame plaque in a black box. That is a GameStop exclusive Hall of Fame exclusive, I should say, over at GameStop. Beautiful packaging. I love the plaque. And Ultimate Warrior is his WrestleMania 6 look, which it's not even arguable that's the greatest match of his career. Super, super great Funko. You know me, Jeff. It takes a lot to buy a Funko. You Wait, really? That one's going to get got, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I've got to have that one, dude, yeah. I'm a sucker for WrestleMania 6 Warrior. Just everything about that look to me was perfect. I loved the orange with the green and the tassels and the hair all spiked. And the pudding the, pop. And the pudding and the pop. <laughs> oh, wait a and second. the pills in the drink. Oh. Um, <laughs> I love the face paint on the chest. Everything about that look from WrestleMania 6 was so great. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you put the pills in the drink. <laughs> we can say that. We don't have to say allegedly. Yeah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> guilty <laughs> i i love that funko and you know me jeff i steer clear because the funkos for me are very very slippery slope but that <laughs> it's okay dude yeah, let yeah, it I'm, out i'm sorry that is hilarious dude <laughs> all right straight face go for it yeah no, no no i'm good i'm good but yeah I, if i see that one in the store i'm probably not going to pre-order it or buy it online i don't i, I want to go to gamestop and buy it the packaging is great i love the black box I love that it's a Hall of Fame one, and I steer clear of Funkos, but that Ultimate Warrior got me. So if I walk into a GameStop and it's sitting on the shelf, it's coming home. So at the TV, on the TB Toycast this past week, Travis, who sat in with us this past week, he actually has a GameStop hack. So I guess if you sign up for GameStop Rewards, yes, you get a $5 coupon each month. Oh, that I did not know. I knew you got a discount pretty much on anything you bought. Uh, Which is for true. For example, it was like 50 cents off the Warrior if you were a rewards member. Okay. So I guess each month, and Travis can correct me, but each month they send you a $5 coupon. Nice. And if you sign up for the rewards, you get the coupon, and then you put the pills in the... I'm just kidding. No, then you... <laughs> you get the coupon! <laughs> and then you put it towards the Ultimate Warrior Funko. So it would be half off. So you get it for like five bucks, dude. What, not half. No, no, no. The Warrior uh, Funko Pop's like 15 bucks. Oh, okay. Then you get it for 10 Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would okay. get it for 10 I mean, unless you got a deeper discount at GameStop somehow, like you know an employee there or something, like that would definitely be the way to go. Funkos are 15 over there? I think because this one is like a special edition one. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I thought normally they were 10 but this one for some reason was like fourteen ninety nine. If you're a rewards member, it was like fourteen fifty. Um and again, I I really don't do Funkos. I really try to stay away from them. But this one is that good. It's that WrestleMania 6 look. I love the appearance of the hair on the Funko. It is just so over the top because Warrior had it all teased up that day. Of course, by the end of the match, it was all flat. But at the beginning, it was all teased up and crazy 80s hair. I loved every bit of it. I loved the orange and the green and the tassels. 
and the makeup on the chest. It was the perfect look, and they totally captured it with this Funko. All right. Well, that's our new segment. As I said, Steve Ozer wasn't on the message boards this past week. So let me do this real quick. As I said, different format this week, different layout. I'm going to just go over our podcasting buddies, people to check out real quick, TB Toycast. Also check out Breakers Rumble Wheel. Check out the PPW podcast. These are all of our friends, Stolen Gimmicks and the Marbles. Legendary Wrestling Figures with Brian as he talks about LJN. Scott, we're going to be on that show. Yeah, we're recording with them this weekend. I don't know when the episodes are going to drop, but uh, we're recording a couple shows with them this weekend. I'm excited to talk to them. Work the Arm podcast, pod subject to change with Nick Dunham, Trivia with Buds, Chick Foley Show, RJ Ringside Rant, Boots the Face with Marty and EJ, pulling up a chair with Tim as he actually sat down with Brian on his show about a week ago. Got Drunk Wrestling History. You guys got a show this week? Uh, Good question. Okay, and check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. All right. And if you need artwork, Jason Wolf. And if you need artwork and custom Hasbros or Galoobs. Yes, and if you want some pretty cool t-shirts, for example, the Crows with pricks on it, definitely <laughs> check out Starman NJ on T Public. That is Steve Hoker's, the great Steve Hoker's store on T Public, Starman NJ. He's got some good shit, pal. Go check it out. Um, by the way, we need to work on our crow shirt. What do you mean? We need to do a shirt, you know, it's like Steve Ozer Army, but it's gonna be the crows. Did sing. you see uh, somebody in our Facebook chat put a picture of Crow Sting <laughs> no. and said, is this Prick Sting? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who did that? Was that? I think it was Nate. Oh, that's hella funny, dude. <laughs> I was laughing. Could you imagine that shirt? with oh, It's like man. Sting's face. It just has pricks under it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Sting's, it's Sting's face and it just says prick. <laughs> but Sting. That's the thing, dude. He's really not. He's like the nicest guy. He let me ramble for hours. Oh, God. That was embarrassing. I don't know what was worse, that one or Xavier Woods. Oh, dude. Did we even tell Xavier Woods that we saw his mom at that barbecue joint four years previous? Uh, I Did can't that re- even come up like it should have? I, I can't remember because I was just trying to pull you away. You were so embarrassed. I offered him vodka, dude. You did offer him vodka. And it wasn't even a sealed bottle. Like, I'm like, here, have a drink, dude. Like, he's going to drink out of a... I didn't even know who I got that bottle from. Oh, you got that from... Remember that girl that was on the ground? <laughs> that sounds great, dude. <laughs> Way to put me over. You put the pills in the drink. No, you put... <laughs> <laughs> no so I you... learned from the great Bill Cosby, folks. One girl was on the ground. She was like really... Okay, to be clear, she was sitting up against a wall. Yeah, she was sitting up against a wall. She wasn't but laying flat on the ground because nobody wants to do that on Bourbon Street. And to take care of the friend, but also get her Uber. Yes. So Scott was standing next to her, uh, probably talking to her about wrestling stuff. No, I think I was talking to her about her bottle of vodka. Oh, that's right. Because the girl, the friend actually reached in her purse and handed you the bottle of vodka. Yeah. And then they got their Uber. We took off. And then we saw Xavier Woods. And then you started like talking to him about how Peyton loves him and like loves the new day. And yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make sure he understood how much Peyton loved a new day. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. So, so cringe. Anyway. <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. I could have been like that with Bray. True. Very, very true. Yes. Thankfully I was in a different altered state. Like basically not as drunk when we met Bray still feeling cool. To where I was like, Bray, but like not, 
not over the top like when we met Xavier Woods. Sorry, Xavier, if you're listening. I'm, I'm still very sorry about that. How did we get on that subject? Uh, good question. I don't even know where that went. Anyways. Weird rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But what we're going to do is we're going to discuss the figures of the late Terry Funk and the late great Bray Wyatt today. Um, as I said today, I was starting to put together kind of like a eBay price. And it was similar to who did it better, but we were just going to devote the nostalgia segment to Terry Funk. And as I was putting this list together, uh, Scott texted with the news regarding Bray Wyatt. And as I said, the world just stopped. Time froze. Everything just paused. And you're just getting down that rabbit hole of trying to find as much information and reading posts from everybody. And next thing I know, my list is half complete. Yeah. Did you stop working? I, I was at work. I literally like stopped working. Just I, I couldn't focus. Just was just in shock. Yeah. When you sent the text at three o'clock, I had already started to just begin the notes because I'll keep the notes going throughout the week. Yeah. But when you sent that, I was in the middle of doing Terry Funk figures, just putting that all together. And then all of everything just stopped right there, dude. Like I couldn't fathom everything. Like it just I couldn't think. Yeah. So, yeah. It, well, that's shock. Yeah, that is definitely shock. It's one of those unexpected things. Just it, it, it blindsides you and it just it takes you out of sorts for a while. And like literally I was on my way to I had found out the news was like in total shock. And I'm drinking water at my desk, whatever. And I have to go pee. So I, I get up and I go to head to the restroom and somebody walking by. He's a fellow wrestling fan in the building. And honestly, I probably see or talk to... Because there's like 250 people in this building. It's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I see this guy maybe once a month in passing. And today, on the way to the restroom, I just so happened to see him in passing. And he's like, dude, did you hear Bray Wyatt die? Because he's a fellow wrestling fan. And I'm like... I was like, I literally just found out like I'm in total shock. Like, I didn't know what to say. Like, mm -hmm. I was still processing and trying to... You know, I, I didn't know a, a, a conversation to have because he's more of like a casual wrestling fan. He's not a hardcore. Right. So he's just like, yeah, he was 36 and, you know, it's so sad. And I'm like, but I, I'm I'm taking it more personally than that. You know, like a true fan, like a, a hard, like not a hard, hardcore, like, you know, I'm not trying to hype myself up or anything. But like, you know, I followed Bray's career from NXT to, to current day. Like I'm a big fan of Bray, you know, and he's more of a casual fan. So I'm like, I'm still trying to process but yeah, and I didn't want to say too much. You know, I was trying to save thoughts for this show. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to have it kind of be raw, have a conversation with you, with the listeners, because we're all processing it the same way. And it's, what a crazy day, man. What a crazy week. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's been insane. So yeah, I can see why your notes would stop, dude. It's like, for me, work stopped. Yeah. I was kind of done, you know? And like you, I'm kind of going through social media posts and seeing what people are saying and... Man, the more you read about him, he was literally universally loved. Same for Terry Funk. I was reading through social media posts last night when I got home from work, reading about Terry Funk and just, ugh, man, just two beloved wrestlers gone this week. And that's a hard thing to process. Again, not just as a wrestling fan, but to think about their families that are involved. It just, it sucks all around, dude. The people they leave behind, I just sending a ton of love to them, man. 
back in Dallas for WrestleMania 38, 37. Uh, dude, without them having the numbers, I always get confused. <laughs> I lose count. <laughs> I know. But last year in Dallas in 2022, everybody that met Bray at WrestleCon had something great to say about him. I'm not. See? Yeah. I'm to say they had something good to say. They had something great to say. Bray took the time and answered my question. Bray was so cool with, with us. Bray was so good with my daughters. I heard that constantly throughout WrestleCon that day that Bray was there. And that's what you're reading on social media posts today is that there, yeah. there wasn't one bad thing about him. When we met him, he didn't have to stop in the middle of canal with cars zooming past us at 45, 50 miles an hour. He didn't have to yeah. stop. Yeah. He, he took the minute and to take the picture with us. And to this day, that one minute meant so much to us. He, he didn't have to do that. No, two people did that on that trip. With what? Taking a picture like almost in the middle of the street with us. Oh, Sergeant Slaughter did the other one. Yep, put us both in the Cobra Clutch. Yep. Like if I have two distinct fantastic memories from that trip, it's Sergeant Slaughter and it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but we are a wrestling figure podcast. We should probably go over the great Terry Funk's figures. For sure. So Terry Funk has had many, many of figures. Uh, we can start off with his Popey. His puppy was in blue trunks and he had knee pads that had stars on them. That That's his, right. That was his first figure. That was his very first figure. That's right. Jeff, do you remember the first time you saw Terry Funk on television? Yeah, he was part of, I mean, he was part of WWF at the time because that's when we started watching wrestling. Yes. I remember him beating up jobbers because he, uh, he had uh, Funk Haas or Haas Funk with him or whatever. Yeah, Dory. Yeah. Yeah, Dory. Oh, wait, who was the guy with the uh, mask? Jimmy uh, Jack. Jimmy Jack Funk. He, uh, I remember Jimmy Jack because of the mask, but I remember that, you know, it was all part of the Funk family. Yeah, I think that was Art Bar. I, I don't think he was part of the Funks. No, 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 but in storyline. kayfabe, brother. So that was the very first time. I rem just remember I'm part of that group. Yep, and he feuded with, uh, like, I remember his feuds with Junkyard Dog. Yep. Which Terry Funk actually got the win in that feud. They wrestled each other on a uh, Saturday Night's Main event. Terry Funk beat him. Oh, really? He did, huh? Yep. Now, of course, they did the whole normal 80s manager thing where after the match, Junkyard Dog stripped down Jimmy Hart, which for some reason, we 80s wrestling fans, we love to see managers get their pants taken off. <laughs> it was our favorite thing. We loved it. So, yeah, Junkyard Dog stripped down Jimmy Hart afterwards. Why did we like that so much? I'm not quite sure. Like, seeing a, a dude in his underwear... Being humiliated was funny to us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'll be honest, going back, because I think we watched that for a Drunk Wrestling History episode. Uh -huh. We did a watch-along of that Saturday Night's Main event, and that match was on there, obviously. And <laughs> I think I was laughing hysterically when Junkyard Dog was chasing Jimmy Hart around. <laughs> when he's, like, taking off his pants. It was ridiculous. But, yeah, I think Terry Funk won that feud, and they also won at WrestleMania too, if I'm not mistaken. They did, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, Terry was getting wins. They never put a strap on him when he faced Hogan, of course, because Hogan was your... Okay, <laughs> calm down. Stop it. <laughs> you're on... <coughs> Between Bill Cosby and strap-ons, dude, you're on one tonight. Sorry, I was taking a big gulp, and <laughs> I was trying not to laugh at that. I was trying to be good, you know. Yeah. I know, I waited till you took your drink of water before I hit you with the strap-on. Oh, what? <laughs> what did Scott say in there? 
Get out, get out, dude. You're you're not in the headspace to be on the show to, this week. Not welcome. But yeah, it's I'm not claiming to be like a huge Terry Funk fan at all. You know, I I didn't watch him in the NWA. My first memories of him are coming into the WWF. Obviously, buying his LJN figure, which you'll be getting to next. Spoiler alert. But for me, it was when he hit WCW and was a commentator and then transitioned beautifully into that feud with Flair. After that interview in the ring and he laid out Flair, that Mm -hmm. was so great, dude. Like, that to me was the pinnacle of Terry Funk. In my time watching Terry Funk from the mid-80s to his run in ECW to his run as Chainsaw Charlie in the WWF way later... That, to me, was the pinnacle for Terry Funk. That feud with Ric Flair, that's the one thing I remember most about him. It was so good because it was so unexpected. You did not see it coming. Terry Funk was just a commentator, right? That would be like, um, I don't know, Corey Graves laying somebody out. And you don't see it coming, right? Because you think, oh, they're done. They're not going to be wrestling anymore. Terry Funk's in a suit. And he lays out Flair after a match. It was so great because it was unexpected. It was timed perfectly. The execution was spot on. That was all Terry Funk. That was all Ric Flair. They were just at the top of their game, dude. And that was so great. Yeah, Terry Funk didn't win the feud, whatever Flair did. But still, his performances were just so great. And then obviously going on to ECW later, becoming a champion there. Gosh, he was... Man, in 97, he would have been... Middle-aged and crazy. Middle-aged and crazy. That's exactly right. And then later on, going back to the WWF and becoming Chainsaw Charlie, becoming a tag team champion with the kid he mentored, Mick Foley. Just a great career for Terry Funk. And again, I'm not going to claim to be a huge Terry Funk fan. Like, I know everything about him. You know, my first memory is the WWF in the mid-80s. But man, watching the career that he had from when I first started watching him... It was fantastic. Next up was his LJN figure. Came with a branding iron and a top hat. Yep. One of the things I loved about LJN was the inclusion of accessories. And they got it right with Terry Funk. Uh, The one gripe I had, and you know what this is going to be. He had his chaps on. He had his chaps on. And uh, honestly, I think that kept me from using that figure more often. Even though the pose was great. The pose was perfect. You could do clotheslines with them, body slams, suplexes, DDTs. Yes. You could do a bunch of different moves with them. Pile drivers. Chaps. Yes. Pile drivers as well. Well, you can do pile drivers with most of the guys, except for Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. (laughs) Um, But yeah, loved that Terry Funk figure, but didn't use it as much as a kid. Had nothing to do with how often he was on television or his placement on the card. Had everything to do with those chaps. If only they had been removable. Now, he was supposed to have a bendy. It was unreleased. Oh, that's right. Yes, but you can find that on Wrestling Figure Database. If you go into the upper right hand, the magnifying glass, just type in Terry Funk and you'll be able to find all of his figures. After that, it went to Shara Pro. Now, I'm not too familiar with these. He came with a top hat as well and with uh, blue trunks and a vest. So he did come out in the Shara Pro line. After that, he was in, let me verify because it's not in order, but that's okay. We appreciate Wrestling Figure Database for putting this together. Looks like the Jax Classic is up next, and this is the one that we have signed. Yes, so you got that one signed as well, Jeff. I did, and unfortunately, my autograph is fading, and I was always hoping to, I actually took this to a WrestleCon or a 
Yeah, WrestleCon to get this signed. And unfortunately, due to health issues, he had to back out. Oh, gotcha. I never got this re-signed. And I was going to in uh, paint pen. Gotcha. That would have been smart, dude, because I just went out into the hallway and looked at mine. And same situation. The, The Sharpie is fading badly on it. I mean, badly to where you can barely see the autograph on the front. Yeah. I know it's there. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's the important part is I'm never going to sell it. It's I know it's there. I know we met him at Wrestle Reunion. Uh, that was 2011. That was the one that was inside the ballroom, not out in like the garden area. Right, right. Yes. Wrestle Reunion 2011. Uh, we met Terry Funk there. Dude, I have a picture of him walking by us because we were in line for Piper. Because remember, Piper was taking so much time with people. His right. line was backing up. And people weren't able to go meet Terry because they were standing in line for Piper. But Terry had to go. Like, all the other wrestlers were bouncing. Like, it was time for them to leave. And Piper's holding up the line big time, as Piper did. Totally worth it, though. But as Terry was walking by, he was signing autographs for people. He was waving. He was taking pictures. And I've got a picture of Terry Funk walking by us waving. And there's somebody chasing him down, trying to get him to, like, take a picture, like a selfie or something, or sign something. But, (laughs) yeah. Much like Piper, just taking his time with the fans, he was so accommodating. After the Jacks, well, he had numerous Jacks classics. He had a Jacks Deluxe classic as Chainsaw Charlie. He also had a Jacks Classic three pack with Sabu, Mick Foley, and or Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. Uh, was which? What was the Terry Funk? Would he have the Funk You shirt on in that one? In the three pack? Yes. No, he didn't have any shirt. He just came with a garbage can. Oh, okay. What were his trunks? Because I think the original Classic Superstars, that's his ECW look, right? It was the red and white with the black. Okay, so it was red and white tights, but he had the black trunks pulled up over the crotchal area. Yes, and he came with the barbed wire bat. Exactly. Now, okay, so that was his ECW look. Yes. Got it. Okay, yeah, that's the one we have signed. He also had the Deluxe Classic. Yeah, that was Chainsaw Charlie. And then the three-pack, he didn't have... Wasn't there a Terry Funk? Was it a one of 1,000? Or are you getting to that one? Uh, actually, that one was up next. It was a bloody Terry Funk one of 100, which I do own. It's funny, too, because this was one I had set aside and debated if I was going to get this signed if I ever met Terry Funk. But oh, gotcha. I made the decision I'm not going to get any of those one of 100s signed. And was that the one with the Funk U shirt? That was the one with the Funk U shirt. Okay, got it. I'm like, dude, I know there was one. Because, yeah, I... When today hit, I I did not have any desire to do research because normally I'll do the research for the nostalgia segment, you know, later on in the day, take my notes, whatever. But honestly, that news hit and just I'm surprised you have these notes, dude. And thank you, Dylan, for having Wrestling Figure Database handy because you are definitely getting used today, man. Thank you very much. By the way, also, I want to go back. Terry Funk was supposed to have a uh, thumb wrestler, too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, did it have the molded on hat? It did. Or, oh, it, it, did. It, had, it had a hat. I don't know if it was molded on or not. It was probably molded No on. way it was removable, dude. Yeah. There's also some martial art pros that had the Sheik versus Terry Funk and Abdullah the Butcher versus Terry Funk. There was some things like that. Uh, classic super, Extreme classic superstars. It was Terry Funk and Mick Foley. And then he was also part of, do you remember those rings? With the small little wrestlers? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's right. They had like four points of articulation. Five, if you count the neck. I think the neck moved as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those were super cool. Yeah, he was part of the Survivor Series pack. And it, it became right. 
It came with Chainsaw Charlie, Kane, Mick Foley, Steve Austin, and the New Age Outlaws. That's right. That's right. And then a few Mattels here and there. So his first Mattel was the Elite Legends, where he had the chaps on, he had the red vest, he had the hat, branding iron. He did come in the Elite series with the ECW title. That was Elite 40-something? 43? Uh, Elite Elite 41. Good. 41. Thank you. Good memory. Thank you. Uh, Again, when I went to WrestleCon, that was a figure that was supposed to get signed. I had a couple figures for Funk. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Yeah. that's just... Oh, man. And it goes in line with what happened with the Bushwhackers this year, too, at WrestleCon. Exactly. Yeah, it's just sad, man. It's really sad. That's why you got to make sure if you... If you want to meet them and they come around, do everything you can to go meet them because you never know. Ain't that the truth, huh? Yeah. No, it, it, it is, dude. It sucks. It really sucks. I mean, you want to be able to have that story, that memory with them. So if, if you have the chance, go out of your way to do it, and hopefully they're there. Uh, he's also had some micro brawlers as well. Uh, he did have the Ultimate Edition, Coliseum Collection Edition, I should say. Yeah, his most recent figure. With Hogan, so... Those are the Terry Funk figures. Which one's your favorite, dude? I I hate to be Johnny Come Lately, but honestly, it is that Coliseum Collection Terry Funk. That thing is so good. The articulation at the toes. Johnny what lately? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry, go for it. You're out of line, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you spec my drink? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you were I'm talking like Jordan about... behind the three point line landing those things. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so you're the the Coliseum collection is your favorite? Yeah, it is. I love that Terry Funk figure. They just the attention to detail on it was so great. And yeah, the nostalgia in me wants to go LJN, but I just didn't use it as much back then because of the chaps. It irked me. <laughs> and he was more he was more prone to like be in somebody's corner. And do a run-in with the branding iron. It's just the chaps threw me from having actual matches with them. I just unless it was a quick squash. You know, like he's in there against SD Jones or something. You know, and then he lays out SD Jones real quick. He's still got his ring gear on, and you know, he's being a badass in the ring. That's when I would use Terry Funk LJN. But if I was gonna be playing today, I'd be using Terry Funk all the time. So I will say my favorite is the one of one hundred. Yeah, that one's really good, dude. The blood, the barbed wire bat, that's fine. Black and white tights. It's just, it was so different than any other Terry Funk that we ever got. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you could say that about Chainsaw Charlie, but this one with the blood. What I also love is in the one of 100, it has like a teardrop, but it's almost like in fire. It's like a, almost like a hologram is what the one of 100, but you can also say that's a, 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 teardrop of blood or something like that oh nice okay so it's kind I'm of a, a cool touch i it is it is and i'm gonna say that the terry funk one of 100 is my favorite nice all right yeah that's a good choice that's a good choice and i hate to pick the most recent one but man that ultimate is exactly that it's so great terry funk thank you for the memories man you uh you graced us with so many of those yeah so many great matches to think of and you know, this weekend's going to be a perfect time to kick back and put on some Saturday Night's Main Event with the great Terry Funk running around, watching Jimmy Hart's pants get ripped off by the Junkyard Dog, his matches against Hogan, uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 2. 
Lots of great Terry Funk matches to go back and watch this weekend. Well, it's also time we talk about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt had a lot of Mattel action figures. Rightfully so. I mean, he was well decorated from The Fiend to, God, everything. <laughs> I mean, what iteration of Bray Wyatt didn't we get? Yeah, we even got burnt to a crisp fiend. Yes. Right? They gave us all of it. We even got mutant Bray Wyatt. Yes, that's right. There was a mutant. Um, that's exactly right. He will also be upcoming in the Ultimate Edition Series 20, where he had the glow-in-the-dark face paint and arms and all that stuff. That's his third ultimate, dude. Wait, sec- second, isn't it? Third. Oh, wait a second. You're right. You're right. Cause, yeah, uh, how many guys have three ultimates? Three different ultimates. Yes, you're correct. He was also- That says a lot about Bray's status on the card, honestly, to get three ultimates. Yeah, he was also decorated in Funko form as well. He was that Christmas fiend. I forgot about that one. Christmas Thank you, fiend, yes. He was a zombie. He was a mutant. But he was also toyetic in a lot of ways. Yeah, Breaker coined that word, and it's it's the perfect description of Bray Wyatt as the fiend. So to- like it screamed, "Make me into an action figure!" When he came out with that look, I don't even know how to do this. Like, where do we even begin? I mean, I guess we can start with his very first in the Elite Wave, Elite Series twenty eight, where he came with the flower shirt, the top hat. Just an awesome figure. Had to have it. One of the hottest figures when that came out at that Elite Wave. Oh, totally. And it's still hanging up on my wall. Mint on card. Then he was in Elite Series 36. He had Ultimate Editions. He even had a retro, too. Yes, he did. He had a retro. Not as Fiend, though. But I would still love to see them. And again, I'm out of the retro game. But I would love to see them do a Fiend retro. Uh, Bray Wyatt, even when he was part of that Firefly Funhouse. He even came out with Huskus the Pig in Elite Series 85. That's right. There was a Ringside Collectibles exclusive of him uh, from the Firefly Funhouse as well. We got many, many of Fiend figures. Mattel made sure they loaded us up with Fiend figures. Yep. And I'll never forget jumping onto... Now, Jeff, here's a blast from the past for you. Sure. Jumping onto Megalopolis to order that first Fiend Elite figure. Oh, you just took me back. Holy crap. <laughs> Jump in your time machine. Oh. Let's go back a ways. <laughs> Megalopolis. Lopolis. Yeah, hopefully that didn't trigger too many people because uh, they did a lot of people dirty. Yeah, exactly. But that was the spot because we uh, we had the, the owners on the show and we were emailing back and forth. And he had kind of tipped me off that, hey, we're going to have the elites on the site very soon. So I was literally like five, six times a day jumping on, like, I got to get my fiend figure. I was fixing for it. And as soon as they landed on the Megalopolis page, boom, I ordered two of them right off the bat. Had to have them. He also had a superstars figure as well. Yes, but as like a, like a Mad Hatter look? Mad Hatter look. Because I guess that was one episode of Monday Night Raw where he dressed up like that. And they were like, okay, that's his superstars figure. It's like, that's the route you're going. But I mean, it was something new. It was something different. Well, not just that, Jeff. Like you said, we got practically every iteration of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And while that may have been a one-off, Mattel was like, nope, we're making it. So yeah, like every chance they had to put Bray in a different look, they would do it. Oko even made a bobblehead of Bray Wyatt as the Fiend as well. That's right. He had the RSC exclusive Firefly Funhouse as well. Uh, it, 
Eagle Moss. You guys remember Eagle Moss? We used to promote them as well. They There's had another a, one. Yep. They had a fan figure. We want to take it back. I have this one, and I've never put it together. But the stack downs. Do you remember those? Oh, I do. I you know the only stack down set I have is the Legion of Doom. You got the Legion of Doom one? I did. You're not going to believe this, dude. Modesto Toys R Us. Uh, stack downs are pretty much gone at this point. They're being clearanced out. Um, Modesto Toys R Us, we happen to walk through the Legos. And we never walk through the Legos. But Peyton wanted to look at something in the Lego section. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll go stroll through. We go strolling through, and they had a whole section of smack d- or stack down stuff. And so I'm kind of peeking through, and I knew about the LOD set. Never saw it. And I'm like, yeah, they're not going to have it. Dude, they had one. Oh, Modesto Toys R Us, I think it was on clearance. Oh, I snatched that thing up quick, dude. My man. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's sitting in a tote in the garage. <laughs> also, he had a Masters of the WWE Universe figure as well. Oh, that's right. In the crossover, you're right. Yep. I'd forgotten about that one. So quite a few Bray Wyatt figures. Which one's your favorite, dude? The first ultimate. Okay. It had the Bray belt. It had the arms you could change out so he could have his jacket on. I, I really like that Bray Wyatt figure. I love his first Elite because there's just fond memories of getting that one in and just the excitement of, cool, I have a Fiend figure finally. But that first Ultimate, that one does it for me. That's an outstanding figure. If you guys go under Wrestling Figure Database and you look at that, or if you have this figure and you look at that Ultimate Fiend, on the left arm over by the where the bicep is where the arm curls you'll see that red paint that scott and i were talking about earlier that tipped us off that that was bray wyatt and not some cosplay see for me it was the beard for you it was the red paint yeah for me it was i saw the beard then i saw the tattoos and i'm like dude that's bray but you went way deeper with it with the red paint (laughs) way deeper you're like okay fine beard yeah okay tattoos Eh, everybody has tattoos but does he have the red paint Dude, that's that's what set me off. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was it, dude. I mean, it was. I mean, as I said, everybody cosplays cosplayed as Bray in 2014 at WrestleMania yes. that year. So, yeah. like, I was so inundated with Bray Wyatt clones, but that was the one part that tipped me off. And then that's when you and I just met eyes. And yeah, anyways, the rest is history. I wonder if they ever had plans on the fiend becoming like that kid friendly. Because, like, every kid wanted a Fiend mask. They made Fiend belts. Like, all sorts of Fiend stuff. Did they have the merch for the kids in mind when they created that character? Or was he always supposed to be a heel with the plan eventually to turn face? Because it was he immediately had that appeal to kids. I remember the... Because I went to that pay-per-view where he wrestled uh, Seth in the cell. Mm-hmm. Where it turned red and everybody Ugh. crapped on the match. Um, dude, the kids... Loved Bray. And at that moment, I was like, hmm. Uh, they have a horror character that the kids are madly in love with. Dude, like the kids loved Bray. Right. Unless you were at that show, you don't understand the magnitude of kids with Bray. Like it was either Bailey slash Sasha, Sasha merch or it was The Fiend. There was no in between with those kids. Yeah. That was it for them. So I'm wondering if they knew right off the bat that they had something for the kids or they, if it was like, oh, crap, okay, now we need to kind of change course because the kids are loving Bray. Uh, I'm not sure, man. I, I don't know. You have to ask the higher-ups at WWE. We'll, uh, we'll, they, got, they got our information. We'll, 
Yeah, we, yeah. We let's got, get Vince on the phone. We'll, yeah, we'll talk we got, to him next week. We got their information. We'll, uh, we have their information, yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Fiend Ultimate also came with that Fiend Heavyweight title as well. Yes, yes. So, Which was awesome. I, in person, that belt was badass. But then they made it into figure form. Dude, that first Ultimate takes the cake for me. So I'm going to say this. The first Ultimate is my favorite Fiend. Oh, samesies. Or favorite um, Bray Wyatt figure. With the caveat is, I can't wait for the next one. Uh, the next ultimate. The next ultimate, thank you. The pitch black bray. The pitch black bray. Got so it. Got when it. that one comes out, I could I could probably say that would be my favorite. But I, as of right now, my favorite is the very first Ultimate Fiend Series 7. Now, one thing I want to address, and it's kind of the elephant in the room when someone passes away. Right, you're gonna have those assholes that all of a sudden are marking up their Bray Wyatt figures to sell them because there's been a tragedy. So let's capitalize on it because people are gonna have FOMO with the Bray figures. Do you think that that's going to happen with the Bray figures? I mean, with Terry Funk, there's a good chance of it because we didn't have the plethora of Terry Funk figures like we have with Bray. As you pointed out, Jeff Mattel has done a ton of Bray. Do you think that prices are gonna completely skyrocket? on Bray figures, given the magnitude of them that there are on the market. I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. Reason being is because I already saw it. Oh, you did. Okay. So after Bray passed away earlier today, I did go onto eBay and the amount of fiend ultimates that were sold. Yeah. And the prices that were starting to go up as I left work today at about four forty-five, five o'clock. I started shaking my head. One thing I do want to point out, and I respect this group. Um, Norm sent me this. It's wrestling cards and something on Facebook. I, I don't know what the and is. But a gentleman put a, the admin in this group said, RIP Bray Wyatt, absolutely unbelievable news today. Please no selling of Bray items for the next month out of respect for his family. Please share your favorite Bray items or moments below. So That's they put it. They put a pause on all Bray cards and everything. And kudos to that group. It's wrestling cards, and I don't know what it is, what, what the and is after. But kudos to that admin in that group. Uh, applause for the fully postable guys over here. Oh, absolutely, 100%. And, you know, if you already had an item up on eBay and the tragedy hits and it sells, it is what it is, right? You, you didn't plan on that. But if you're immediately posting up your figures when this stuff happens in in hopes of turning a profit off of a tragedy, go ahead and unsubscribe right now. Wait, then we'll lose our two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Deuces. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So uh, this one was hard today, man. This is really, really hard. But getting on here, sharing Bray stories, sharing Bray memories is something that's kind of relieving and kind of like therapeutic, I guess you could say. Well, you know, this Saturday, Jeff, in just a couple days, uh, you're coming over. We're going to build a detolf. We're going to display some figures. Uh, we're going to go on to do another podcast where we're going to be talking about old house shows, uh, LJNs. It's all very therapeutic to do things like that. And, of course, as we're building the detolf and we're putting figures in it, we're going to be opening up some figures. There's going to be a couple brays in there. Um, definitely going to have wrestling on TV. Probably Saturday Night's Main Event. Maybe some WCW with uh, Funk versus Flair. Who knows? <laughs> but go out of your way if you're grieving right now. Take some time for yourself and 
just make yourself better. Do something that makes you happy to pull you out of it. That's what I'm going to do. I know Jeff's going to do it too. This sucks. We're all going through it as fans. And take a moment for yourself. Watch a match. Play a video game. Do something that makes you happy. Open a figure. Go whoa, look whoa, at a whoa, figure. Whoa, whoa. You have this, let's, I know. Let's I know. not I go to, that far. Let's not. I had to uh, change course for your sake. Go look at a figure. Up the brakes over there. Yeah. <laughs> Calm your tits. <laughs> take care of yourself. Do something that makes you happy. Try to come out of it. Right. It, it sucks right now. And, you know, Jeff and I are dealing with it today. Again, nowhere near what the the family, the people that were left behind are going through. We send a ton of love their way, but we know we are going through it. You listeners are going through it. Do something that pulls you out of it. Watch a match. Look at a figure. Do something. Just pull yourself out of it. It will get better. I know Jeff, Saturday is going to be good for you and I to hang out and do those things. So I'm looking forward to it. Right now sucks. It is going to get better. And all we can do in the meantime is go look at the figures and say thank you. Yeah. And it, the news came out about an hour ago of what Bray Wyatt passed away from. And I don't want to hear any political crap or, you know, this, that, and the other thing about, oh, the COVID this, COVID that. You know, I don't want to hear about it. The fact of the matter is, is we lost a, a great wrestler and a great, great guy. So, yeah. and a family lost... A, a great person as well. So put that political shit behind and just focus. And like Scott said, just do things that are going to make you happy. Things that are going to make you smile, such as watching a Bray match or going back and even watching when he won the title in the hell in the cell or not the yeah. cell elimination chamber. I'm sorry. Elimination yeah. chamber. So just go on and do things that are going to make you happy. Go on and play WWE 2K 23 and be the fiend or, Whatever it may be, go on and do it to make you smile and remember the happy memories that we had with Bray. So, absolutely, yeah, I, I can say for myself, I'm gonna be watching WrestleMania 30. Oh yeah, we could do that. Yep. Yeah. Let's round it out there. I know this was a different type of show. Um, under the circumstances, it was gonna be a different type of day for everybody. So, I'm gonna end it right there, Scott. For episode 396, anything else? Thank you for listening, guys. We love you. We hope you're doing well. And uh, again, do something that make yourself happy and happy toy hunting. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening to this different type of episode. But it's also a remembrance episode of two great legends. And thank you for listening to episode 396. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.